Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harrod here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. It was uh, an interesting week all around here uh, from the markets. Uh, it looked like this morning, like we were going to get a strong into the week for our major indexes. We got a bit of a sell-off into the close, though, to finish mixed here on the week. But the important point for us here is that we saw tech hold above the capitulation lows that we've been talking about here all week. The lows of last week look to be the lows uh, that is rings true for the semis, for the Qs, uh, for many of these tech names. That is what we want to see here. And we believe that those will mark the lows for the next move higher for our at least our major indexes here. As, as Kip talked about yesterday, we've got a few key reasons for that. We've just shifted so quickly from bullish to the bears being out in full force here. And when you see that on a pullback like we've seen, that's just not the sign of a market top. For example, the fear and greed index remains now at just a 34, got as low as a 30 earlier in the week. But that is a fear reading. What would have concerned us is if we saw this pullback like we've had for the last few weeks and we saw fear and greed stay over a 60, maybe even a 70, you know, see AAII coming back with 50% bulls still even after a move lower like we've just seen. That for us would signal excessive optimism here for our markets. But that just isn't the case. We've also seen it from hedge funds, throwing out, throwing in the towel on growth here, their largest outflow from tech since 2018, even more so than when they sold during coronavirus insanity of last year. That is some serious bearish action there from the hedge funds. Well, good news for us, hedge funds Almost always, a large percentage of hedge funds, hedge funds underperform the market every year. So as contrarians here, this is actually a very bullish uh, uh, indicator for us here. Looking at, going back and looking at previous hedge fund outflows from tech like this, well, they were all buying opportunities. So that's how we, we continue to play it here. The dip must be bought. And you know our primary themes. We talk about them every day here on the podcast. There are two primary drivers of the stock market, liquidity and corporate earnings, both of which the market has in spades right now. Uh, JP Morgan was just out raising their uh, their earnings targets for the year for the S&P 500. Uh Q1 earnings have absolutely continued to crush. And as we've talked about here a lot too, we think Q2 is going to be even better, especially in the year over year readings after what happened in Q1 and Q2 of last year with coronavirus insanity. Uh, it's going to be earnings beats like we haven't seen in a long time, maybe ever. Uh, it's going to be that strong. So that between great earnings and the $22 trillion in global fiscal and monetary stimulus, with more likely on the way, that makes it much harder for our markets to have any kind of sustained move lower here. And folks, remember, 
We're just in year two of this new bull market. Bull markets, the last one lasted 11 years. They last on average five years. And there are, I have seen some stats that the second year of a bull market can be a little bit more of a volatile year. But remember, this is a, this is, we've been calling it that bull market. We believe that what the recipe that we're setting up for here is going to look a lot like the 1995 to 2000.com melt up. So I know that that probably left a, a lot of people say when we say stuff like that, like, oh, yeah, well, it ended in the dot bombs. Well, yes, of course it did. But from 1995 to 2000, the Nasdaq rose something like 575%. So even just capturing a part of that move can work wonders for a portfolio. And we plan to be playing it all the way up. And we'll be here to warn you about the signs when we start seeing things breaking down. But on that note, Let's take a look at our markets on the day. Yesterday's rally, uh, it was an impressive one and helped take our markets back to roughly flat on the week. Even with the NASDAQ down today, it was actually our only major index to finish positive for the, for the whole week. So interesting how bearish investors have gone on tech when it was our only major index to finish higher on the week. But it did lead the way lower today, open higher this morning, finishing near the lows of the day. So not exactly what you want to see to finish off the week. But again, up on the week, so we'll take that. NASDAQ down roughly half a percent to 13,470. We were followed there by the S&P 500, basically flat on the day, down 0.08% to 4,155. And then our positive indexes on the day, the Russell 2000 up 0.34% to 2,215. And lastly, the Dow up a similar 0.36% to 34,207. Also today, we saw some most interesting action. We wrote about this to our members yesterday. But global indexes are continuing to be at or near their all-time highs. Just today, the DAX, which is the German major index, the largest in Europe, hit an all-time high today. France also hit an all-time high. And then the Eurostoxx 50, which tracks the biggest 50 companies in Europe, also hit an all-time high today. In our view here, this is why this is important. A rising tide lifts all boats. And folks, this is a global bull market, a global recovery that we're in right now, and we're still in the early innings. Like I said, this is only year two of this bull market. So to see Europe continuing to recover like this, even with the lockdowns that they have there and the ever-increasing regulation coming out of Europe, uh, really, we don't want to see the United States turning in to what Europe is now. But to see Europe recovering like this is nothing but bullish for our markets here in the United States as well. Again, a rising tide lifts all boats. So extremely bullish to see those indexes hitting all-time highs today. Uh, we think our markets are going to get back on track to new all-time highs here pretty soon. We see it in our sectors. I mean, a number of our sectors, uh, our leadership, whether it's materials, industrials, which has been the leaders for the last uh, few months or so, just still right at an all-time high. The industrials, three points away from an all-time high. Materials, uh, three points away from an all-time high. So these aren't the kinds of readings that you see when you're looking for an extended move lower. We're just not seeing it yet. Also today, the VIX 
dipped back into teen territory, hit 19 for a while today, did close just above a 20, but still down 2.5% on the VIX. Uh, after the VIX spike that we got last week, hitting as high, almost a 29, to see it come all the way back down, uh, another sign that the, the, the worst of the selling is likely behind us. And uh, so looking at our internals next up here on the day, even with our indexes finishing mix on the day, solid readings here, advances, beating out declines, just under two to one positive for the NYSE, positive for the NASDAQ here as well. New 52-week highs to lows, though, were our bright spot, really starting to show some improvement here after some rocky readings that we did see uh, from this indicator. But today, we had 303 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just 45, hitting new 52-week lows. So almost 7 to 1 positive on the day there from that group. And then lastly, volume came in positive for the NYSE, but did come back negative for the NASDAQ. Not a huge surprise considering it was down half a percent. So for having the NASDAQ down half a percent to still get positive advanced declines and positive new 52-week highs to lows, that, that's a bullish sign for us here. Looking at our sectors on the day, we finished with five out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher. Financials led the way today. We were followed there by utilities. Uh, yields down slightly on the day. Nothing, nothing major here, though, uh, but something we watch closely here as utilities are the biggest borrowers in the nation. We were followed there by industrials, materials, and energy as oil is having a nice day today. Our laggards on the day, consumer discretionary, technology, and communication services. And finally here for today, our VRA commodity watch. Gold pretty much flat on the day, down just 0.03% to 1,881 an ounce. Silver down more, uh, down about 1.5% now to $27.63 an ounce. Copper down a similar 1.4% to $4.50 a pound. And oil, as I mentioned earlier, up a big 3% on the day to $63.84 a barrel. And lastly for today, Bitcoin getting hit again today. Uh, Ethereum also getting hit on the day here. We'll get a, a one final refresh and see where we're at with Bitcoin. Um, here's going to refresh my screens here. So... Bitcoin down the news once again today. China is cracking down on Bitcoin, allegedly looking to curtail uh, mining and trading of cryptocurrencies in China. But we've seen this story before. Nearly every single year, China has come out with some kind of a statement about banning cryptocurrencies, uh, banning mining, whatever it is. It hadn't happened yet. So we're still long-term believers in Bitcoin. China can do whatever they want to do. Uh, they're an authoritarian country. Um, so for the future of Bitcoin, may not even have that much of an impact, although a ton of Bitcoin is mined in China. But the, the hypocrisy here is really pretty interesting. Really, China just doesn't want anything to compete with their currency in their country. They've already launched their digital yuan. So... Now they've got the ECB and the Fed talking about their own versions of a digital currency. So obviously they're believers in it to some extent. They probably just don't like the fact that they can't regulate uh, Bitcoin on the same level. Not for lack of trying. They definitely will try to. And of course, there's always the rumor that uh, 
Bitcoin is China's Trojan horse to, to invade the United States currency. Don't quite understand that one fully. Maybe uh, if y'all have some, some sources on that, I'd certainly be interested to read more about it. But like I said, we're still long believer, long-term believers in this group. We believe that the dip should be bought. It's down 11% now on the day, still up from its lows of 30,000 earlier in the week. Uh, we've seen that as a capitulation low as well. This is a, it's volatile. It is it is what it is. So still seeing it though at thirty five thousand four hundred ninety one, no major concerns for us here. Uh, even though it has pulled back significantly, but we believe the dip should be bought. But of course, Bitcoin is not a replacement for gold. We're still long term believers. Gold, silver, copper, big commodity bulls here. They're, cryptocurrencies just aren't a replacement for that. So diversify correctly. Yeah, you want to own some of this, but only an amount that you're comfortable with. And that is our, our message here on Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Until next time, we'll see you back here Monday after the close.